To answer is human. To question is divine. Welcome to the world of the Hidden Gateway, an exhilarating podcast exploring the concepts humans have been struggling with since the dawn of existence, such as, who are we? Is there such a thing as good and evil, or are they arbitrary constructs? Does the paranormal exist? How can we evolve to a higher state? Can our mind influence what we term as reality? Providing a transcendental approach, combined with hard-nosed humanistic analysis, we invite you on a journey to question your worldview in this theater of life. Join our host, Justin Williams, as he explores the outer realms of faith, the supernatural, human potential, and even our concepts of the universal creator with a fascinating array of guests. This is the unseen world, magical, mysterious, and mystical, where your only limitation is your imagination. This is The Hidden Gateway. Welcome to another episode of The Hidden Gateway Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Williams, and today's guest is Clint Richardson. Clint is a documentary filmmaker, author, and blogger. And on today's show, we will discuss his book, Straw Man, the real story of your artificial person and how it actually aligns with what we see going on in the world today. We're very thankful to have Clint on the Hidden Gateway podcast. This brother goes very deep. Very glad to have you on, Clint. Welcome. How are you doing? Thanks, man. I'm good. I'm good. Happy to be here. We had some uh, issues the other day trying to connect. We were just talking about how how it seems technology seems to be going downhill. You know, the more accessible it becomes, the worse it becomes somehow. I can't really figure that one out, huh? Yeah, man. It's uh, And I told you the same, man. These last couple of days have been very unique, very odd for me personally in regards to technology. So who knows what's going on, man? And my, my thoughts are anything is possible. But we're going to get into a lot that uh, seem impossible, but are certainly possible. Mm-hmm. But before we go there, Clint, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I gave up my career as a sound engineer. Um, I was working in Hollywood. I think I quit around 2007, 2008. Um, you know, I had a killer resume. But what happened to me when I was there was that I went through a series of events that just convinced me that I had to do something you know, pr- productive or proactive uh, as opposed to just, you know, sitting around. Uh, what I was doing is making video games and, uh, you know, putting sound effects to all these different uh, sort of you know, those little movies they have in video games and, you know, sword slashes. And, you know, I was really good at uh, making monsters, dragons and all that stuff. And it was a really fun job. You know, it was like it was like the it's like a way for an adult to enjoy video games without actually sitting around and playing them all day right and then i you know i worked on some movies and stuff and i i slowly realized uh, as i was as i was going through this as technology got better so did the graphics and so did the blood and so did the gore so did the symbology um you know all the uh all the really graphic stuff that you don't really you know am i proud of what i am i proud that i just made this you know i worked on resident evil for instance Am I proud that I just made this horrible demon monster come to life? You know, am I proud to be a part of that? Or is this actually getting a little bit, mm, 
I don't know, against my, my moral judgments and beliefs. And, and I went around and I asked uh, some of my fellow sound engineers, sound editors that have been there for well, way longer than me. And their answer was, yeah, we kind of agree. We're Christian and, you know, in, in, uh, in title only. And, uh, but you know, we got to, we've, we've developed this lifestyle. We're making over a hundred thousand and we're stuck. What else can we do? We don't really have a skill because my skill is to take sound and match it to a video and make a, a dragon sound real. How can I possibly use that in real life? You know, how do I, how do I pluck a delicious fruit from such a artificial thing? I can't. And that's sort of the realities that were hitting me as I was doing this. Yes, it was fun. Yes. I, I could tell kids, especially that I worked on their favorite video game and uh, right. But um, what happened really was uh, this thing called identity theft. Hmm. So I already had the stress of all the projects I was working on and they were about to promote me and I was going to do really well. And then identity theft hit me and it was bad because I was the good little citizen. Good, great, great credit, credit report. Um, houses bought and sold in my name, cars bought and sold in my name. All of a sudden, all these letters started appearing at my, you know, all these, uh, bank loans and just credit cards and you name it so much that I, I couldn't possibly, unless I spent all day, every day trying to keep up with it. Mm. Right. And it wasn't until sort of later after, cause I knew something was very wrong with this. But it wasn't until later that I realized how, how I asked the question, well, how can my identity be stolen? Okay. How is that possible? How can someone have such power to act on my behalf without even really being in the place, you know, and use my identity, me, be me for a moment and, uh, and steal all this stuff? I said, like, how is that possible? Unless, da 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 da, I'm not my identity. I'm not the person that's being used to purchase all of that stuff. I'm not Clint Richardson. Clint Richardson is a, a legal name, a construct attached to a bunch of signs and symbols and numbers and constructs that allow me to be a personality in a, in a, legal matrix in a, in a, in a computerized digital realm that can be reconstructed into what you could call a person, a status. And to that status is attached a bunch of, uh, you know, other numbers for bank accounts and for credit cards and all these numbers go to make this sort of, you know, ball of energy in the digital realm called a person and that person was taken from me momentarily and used right so it really made me question everything about the system and everything about who i am what i am mm -hmm. you know am i real or am i this artificial construct am i that am i my driver's license am i my passport am i my well, and it turns out, no, in fact, all of that stuff is completely separate from you, but you agree to call it as your own. And, you know, it's basically a straw man. Uh, and if you're familiar with the straw man fallacy, you, you put up a straw man argument and you attack the argument 
instead of actually focusing on the real, um, you know, it's instead of taking responsibility for yourself, ah, oh, well, this, you know, my person is bankrupt. So, you know, really you're bankrupt, but uh, you're going to blame the person. The person's going to go through. The straw man is going to go through all the bankruptcy proceedings. And on paper, everything gets corrected and you start over again. And, and I just, you know, it, it came to me in a big way. After I had no control over who I, you know, who I apparently am, because every time I would, I would, uh, use a credit card or try to open a bank account, the money's stolen right as it gets put back. So I knew someone in the bank was doing it. I knew it was an organized thing. Huh. Right. And you know, I just, in a, in the biggest way I think I've ever realized is I, I am not this thing. All this this persona, this this mask I'm wearing to do commerce in the United States in the legal realm in the world, you know, and of course in the Bible the world refers to the world of man, you know, what man creates instead of God. So yeah, that's that was my big sort of kick in the pants, and I I quit that business, retained my skills, and said, well, you know, maybe I can do some documentaries, I can write, I can got these got these things i can do so let's do them and put it out there and see what happens and so i made my first documentary uh called the corporation nation and lethal injection and so on and so on and just put them out there and hoping hoping people would see them and pass them on and uh god that was 2010 that i that i did the first one so (laughs) and i've been doing it ever since everything's for free i i don't charge anybody for anything and you know it's all up there uh three books uh, several movies and you know all my 200 and something blog entries and everything else so yeah it's been an interesting ride anyway wow that wow. brings us here okay here, here we are so that's that's a lot of great information one of the things that sticks out immediately when you, when you told that story is you know is separation right you said you you you've separated yourself from pretty much everything that's been programmed in this reality regarding you or what's supposed to be you allegedly. Well, at least, at least in, in identity, right. At least in, in the notion that I, I understand that all of this stuff, I understand what now, what surety is and what, what an agent is, for instance, the law of agency is um, very important to understand because it means an agent is like an attorney or a trustee or a, you know, all kinds of different uh, terms, but you're acting in agency, which means you become the servant to a master, the doctrine of master and servant and, or or principal and uh, employee, for instance, employer, employee, the employee is an agency to the employer. Well, United States is, is a series of corporations uh, created created to run uh, the illegitimate or, or commercial government, and we agree to be an agency through this artificial person, um, kind of like plugging into the matrix. We we agree to act in that person, and honestly, we can't act in the we can't act in the matrix unless we plug in and we be a character, right? We can't play Monopoly. We can't go around the board in an endless loop of commerce and taxes and benefits and, you know, 
being harmed at all, all, all everywhere we land, we, we don't own the land we're la- so we have to pay a fee everywhere we go. We can't do that unless we assume the character in the game. We can't play chess or checkers unless we assume the character that is in the game. And likewise, we can't play the game of commerce or, or legality unless we assume the person or the straw man, the status in that society. And to the status, to the person, is attached all the law. No law is attached to me unless I operate in that person. The, the law of chess doesn't apply to me unless I play the play the game, right. right? The law of monopoly, the monopoly board, which is the law of the bank, doesn't apply to me unless I play the game, right? Unless I assume a character. I'm going to be the little car or the little thimble on, on the monopoly board, and I'm going to go round and round and round, well, that's acting in the agency of another. And when you act in the agency of another, you are bound by the principles laws, right? If you're an employee, where does your, where do your rules come from? Employer, right? And so on and so forth. So the principle is the stolen and used by someone else to, to cause all kinds of havoc or hacked, if you will. So again, you know, the, the metaphoric notion of being on the monopoly board, I think is really, but specifically the character that you're playing on the monopoly, the representation, what represents you on that monopoly board is exactly what we're doing in, in real life. And I think one of the most amazing things that I've found once I quit my job, once I started studying a few years into it, I noticed that all the maxims of law that were good, that seemed to protect the man from the person or from the, the encroaching agency, the, the principle from the contract, right? The devil in his contract. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the one thing that it always pointed to was the Bible. Okay. And the Bible, when I started reading the Bible, not as a religious tome necessarily, I looked at the Bible because I, I noticed that the maxims of law that were that were very beneficial to man or, or protective of of men against all of this commercial stuff, against all the all things artificial, which you generally it's like a disease, you know. How do you get a disease? You contract it. Right, so you get a contract. The contract automatically puts you into what is called, in the legal realm, dis-ease. Not you're not at ease. You're you're suddenly obligated in some legal capacity through the contract. So you're contracting some dis-ease. Right? These words, you know, you start looking at them for in a completely different way. Likewise, you read the Bible in a completely different way when you realize it's a book of law, and when you realize that the <laughs> one of the harshest things that I'd ever discovered was that every, every single legal thing in the commercial realm was against the Bible. Mm. There's, there's 50 verses in the Bible that say, do not respect persons. I mean, and yes, that's referring to corporations. That's referring to exactly what we're talking about. Statuses, straw man, anything artificial, um, in other words, it says don't 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 uh, pretend to be something you're not, right? And it's it's got all these words of wisdom that are actually maxims of law. Um, and you look at the maxims of law, and they're taken right from the Bible. They might be reworded or or you know 
they're they're from the Latin version. But it's incredible to see that in everything we do in this legal system, including incorporating our churches, right? The 501c3 model and making it a public corporation, which is then bound by the legal law, the legal law being completely opposed to God's law or the law of nature, the, the law that is the Bible. Um, and right, and then I found that the Bible is part of the common law. It's actually the foundation of the common law of England, copyrighted by the crown. And we took upon ourselves, as did all common law states or nations, the, 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 the English system of common law, which means, and, and it says in the dictionaries that our, you know, the Bible is your, is your, is your basic founding point. It's your basic starting point when you want to understand the law. What does it say? It says, do not respect persons, do not worship God in person, you know, do not do anything that we do on a daily basis. Every day, 24-7, we are acting against the Bible. Whether you call yourself a Christian, whether you call yourself an atheist, whether you call, it doesn't matter because okay. you're not following the Bible in any way. And I found that that is a true statement for every single one of us. It's not just me. It's not just you. It's everyone because that whole protective structure that is the law has been turned into a pseudo religious structure incorporated against the very Bible that, you know, they're saying is their holy book. You know, they're doing, we're doing the one thing we absolutely shouldn't, which is to incorporate into a artificial person, <laughs> a straw man. When the Bible says, don't respect that, don't respect flattering titles. Well, uh, don't respect any other gods. You look up the word God. It's a generic term. It can mean ma magistrate. It can mean a judge, anyone that's in power over you, right? Mm -hmm. Because right. we've we've gotten out of the habit of using the term YHVH, which in the original Bible was uh, in there over 6,000 times, Jehovah. And uh, we, we don't use it anymore. The Catholic Church actually sort of just... <clears throat> made it disappear and they replaced all the all the times where in the bible it says jehovah or yhvh or whatever language you're reading it in um it actually says god or lord right right which is extremely important because for the most part then there's other times where it says god or lord and it's referring to kings men acting in power Right. With the so-called power of God. Well, that's what the Pope is doing. That's what the Queen is yes. pretending to do. And see, these are pretenders. They're they're pretending to have the, the to truly actually be able to change the law of nature, which you know is only works in the religious setting. But if you take the Bible out of the religious setting, you realize that the religion was formed after the Bible. It can't it couldn't have been there before. Then you have the this 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 book of law essentially, which 100% in every way I tell you, I, I've, I've looked, trust me, um, wrote three books about it. And every aspect of our lives, our, our artificial person that we act in every day on that Monopoly board in commerce in the legal realm is against the Bible law. It's against God's law, in other words. And, you know, it's not hard to understand. It really says no lies. Nothing artificial, mm -hmm. right? Nothing, nothing that that causes you to pretend you're something you're not or give you power over another man. 
you know, and anything that would change your behavior to the point where you're recognizing artificial things as real. It's really not that difficult to understand in the in a very neutral sort of I don't want to say non-religious because you see the difference between religion and acting religiously is very very different. A religion is a corporation. Hmm. Right? It's a name, it's a title, a flattering title which the Bible says don't respect. But if you're acting religiously, I'm you know, unfortunately I'm drinking coffee right now. Um, <laughs> I'm doing this religiously every uh, day. I'm acting right. religiously. Religiously drinking coffee. See, the term itself has a very distinct meaning, yeah. which uh, you know, if I'm practicing personhood every day, it means I'm I'm going against God's law. If I'm acting in some flattering title, if I'm a mayor or I'm some you know anybody that has power over another, I'm acting against God's law. And the whole the whole system is based on these two opposing forces. These there's, there's the for lack of a, 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 you know, without going into it too deep, you've got the universe, which technically is the definition of YHVH, all that is self-existent, right? All that is pure and truth and love, right. the universe. And then you've got the adverse, as in the adversary, right? The, right. the colloquial metaphoric devil or, or Satan. All that is against truth. All that is against reality. All that is against the, uh, the, the, you know, the self-evident truths, things that don't need the proof of men to exist. And what I found is essentially... We take upon ourselves this straw man, this persona, this status, if you will, and we pretend to be something we're not against the Bible, and therefore we suffer all the consequences that we're suffering. Now, you might look around, you might have some nice shit in your house, sorry, nice things in your house. You might have some, you know, my guitar, great, my, you know, whatever, and that's great. But do you have freedom? Do you have, you know, true, the true nature of the things that this whole um, romantic history that we have of American stuff uh, are founded on? And the answer is no, we, we don't. We're stuck on the monopoly board. We cannot own land, despite what you think. You're always a tenant. Okay. Right? Because you're, you're in public. You're not in private. Um. So, you know, what is public cannot be owned. That's important. Um, You're acting as something you're not. Therefore, the law that you are under comes from a source that is other than what your origin is. I'm not under God's law. I'm under the law of the United States. That is my domicile. So we've got this huge, huge, huge problem when it's going on all over the world, the, all the nations are turning to it. There's uh, currently about 150 countries that are already have already transferred over into our socialist system, which is social security. Okay. Right? So there's a hundred international social security association uh, controls the social security around the world. China has the same social security as us. <laughs> They're supposedly the communists, right? What does that make us? So, yeah, we've got this huge problem where we've been taken, and essentially what this boils down to is we've been plucked out of nature, out of God's realm, out of God's law, 
out of God's, and we've been put into a, a matrix of an artificial construct, a, a place where money is God, mammon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you, you can't have two God, you can't have two laws, you can't have two conflicting masters, you can't, you know, you can't have charity and money, you can't have, um, you know, valuation and pricelessness in the same, in the same, uh, breath or the same action. You can't go from respect of all of God's creation as being priceless. And and in other words, without price, nothing can make me harm it. Nothing can make me do anything against my own best interest, etc. to the realm where everything we do in, in commerce, in, in this fiction, in the, in this fictional character, everything we do is against actually against our best interest we might not be smart enough to recognize it not smart enough to realize it because we never sit down for 10 years and learn the law right <laughs> we never we never put in the time to say hey something's wrong here something's we know something's wrong but we can't quite put our finger on it well you know i've put my finger on it i, I get it now i've wrote about it and i've come to sort of if you will the end or the beginning of this quest to get out of the United States and act privately from it, meaning uh, severally, you know, when they say the several states of the union, uh-huh. several actually means foreign, means or, private. It means okay. it means separate, but it also means foreign or private. So they're acting outside of the United States. They've given some some of their sovereignty to the the corporation that's in Washington D.C. that we call United States. And that jurisdiction, that public law, then extends over the public areas. But how many times have you come across, for instance, public or uh, private roads? Do not enter private property. Right. Well, what is that? Do you have that? Nope. Do not. Right. So, how how then do we 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 start utilizing? A world that's existed, you know, all around us this this whole time, this private realm. How do we come out of the monopoly game, out of the matrix, and start acting privately among one another? And that's the question I've been searching for right. for a very, 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 very long time. And we were just talking off air. You know, I was like, really, I was really close to giving up until I finally discovered this um this thing about privacy now i don't know if you want to get into that please but, let's do uh, it well because because i mean i'm 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 very cautious okay because it took me a long time to kill my ego to destroy all the logical fallacies i had about what this country is and why it was founded you know who who founded it um and the notion that it was actually founded to be, and there's a lot of quotes from, from founding fathers and from, you know, all those, all those people with flattering titles, right. Uh, that we respect. There's a lot of the quotes though, that say this, the, this nation was, was built for a, a, an association of true Christian men, which, which when you define it does not mean, you know, 
Methodist. It does not mean Catholic. It does not mean it. what it refers to when they say it. It refers, and, and how it's defined uh, in government. Because again, government recognizes two forms of religion. One is this corporation that's created that's not religion at all, which is what we're all mostly participating in and pretending that it's it's real. Which well, is the legal well, which is the legal system. Great, you're a right. legal corporation. You're not actually doing anything charitable. You're not actually doing you're not allowed to without permission, right? Mm-hmm. Just like I can't practice medicine. Uh, I can't, if I have a cure for cancer, that's just one herb and I give you that herb, I cure your cancer. I'm considered as practicing law without a medicine because cancer is big business, man. Cancer, the treatment and, and, uh, continued sustainment of cancer is one of the largest businesses in the medical practice, right? So, I mean, you, you, you turn on the TV late at night, how many how many things do you see? Oh, well, if you've got cancer from this product, which was FDA approved, call this number and you'll, you know, you may qualify for some small little settlement. It's all over the place. It's big business. And so everybody I've ever known, uh, there's been documentaries made about it that has, has been in a position where they're healing people through proper means, not through modern medicine. You know, all these, all these people that have, that have done really wonderful, miraculous things like curing, they, they have to do it private. They have to do it because they have a public license. They have to hide the fact that they're actually using technology, frequency, herbs, you know, things that aren't approved to, to cure anything by the FDA. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because they can't get permission to practice that, they have to do it in private. But they're trying to do it in, in, in private while still operating as a public business, a public corporation, a person, in other words. You know, because remember, a person can be an individual like you or me. Mm-hmm. Or when you get married, you become a corporation or you incorporate with another person. It's not a real marriage, which is why all of our children are so easily taken from us. And... Um, you know, you you uh, you have then corporations, associations, and all these different things, which fall under the IRS, you know, code, and then therefore title this and title that, and you know, you so you have to hide the the fact that you're actually helping people. You actually you're actually curing cancer. And cancer again is big. I don't know if we cover this, but cancer is big business. Oh, yes, it is. Uh, the treatment and sustaining, you know, uh, of cancer is huge business, right? So anytime you see someone makes any kind of claim publicly that they're they're able to do something, the FDA swoops in and says, well, it's not approved. You're practicing my medicine without a license, and therefore we're taking everything you have, and it's basically highway robbery. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is, but it's legal. You see, anything, anything, any crime can be made lawful by government. That's the problem. That's the problem with the term legal is it means lawful, but it doesn't mean lawful in, in the true sense. It means that I can, I can allow, you know, I can give you a license to kill. When I say license, I mean lawless. You're now lawless. You can kill. You have no law that stops you from killing. You're now, you're now, when I give you a, a, a license to practice medicine, you now have the right to kill through medicine. You have the right to harm through medicine where others, other people don't. But you also have the right to help people through medicine, which doesn't happen very often. So, 
Um, I, uh, <laughs> what if, and this probably sounds a little crazy for the first time you hear it, but what if you didn't need permission? What if you could actually heal people without calling yourself by a flattering title that is corporate property of the United States, and therefore if you say I'm a doctor and I have a license and I do something that's beyond my license, I'm going to get arrested. Or if I say something, hey, I have this herb and it cures cancer, oh, you use the word cure, you're practicing medicine without a license, therefore we're stealing everything you have and putting you in jail for 25 years. What if you could actually say, hey, wait a minute. I actually don't need to do this in the public because I'm not doing anything that'll harm anybody. I don't need protection from this corporate structure that's been set up to protect people harming. This is why doctors have such high malpractice insurance. You know, most people don't know this. I made a documentary about it called Lethal Injection 2 that shows doctors are the third officially the third leading cause of death in america in the world wow officially the third leading cause now you got heart attacking you got cancer then you've got doctors killing people through drugs through bad surgeries oh i'm sorry I, i i didn't mean to take your spleen it was on the chart so i just took it sorry oh i left my stethoscope in your stomach while i was in there sorry you know these kind of things mostly drug related though and if you look at the side effects of drugs heart attack cancer i mean it's pretty amazing when you think so my my whole goal through this documentary was to show doctors are the first leading cause of death they cause heart attack they cause stroke they cause copd they cause all these drugs that are unnatural are causing all these diseases then those get put in the water supply. Then those get, you know, it's just this chain reaction that's just, you know, you need to get one drug, then you need three others to call it, to cure the symptoms of the first one. Yeah. Right? So, so officially, when they did the statistics, doctors kill between 250 and 450,000 people a year. Okay. That is a peer-reviewed study out of the top top medical journals i think it was might have been you know it was one of the big medicals nothing to poke any any you know second and they say that's conservative because you know the words it's 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 way more and and any doctor worth his salt will will say yeah it's a lot more right and that's because Doctors are protected from harming you or killing you. They have malpractice insurance. Now, if you think about that for a moment, you've got to be pretty nuts or conditioned to the point where you're you're just idiotic, like we all are, (laughs) to go to a doctor that has insurance in in case he harms or kills you. Uh Uh-huh. Because then he's not getting in trouble. You see, they've created a new straw man that says, well, if I kill you, it's no big deal. I got it. I mean, there's insurance. You, you know, no, no problem, right? And I can continue on killing other people and harming other people. And meanwhile, the insurance companies are, you know, going mad, filling all these. Uh, it, it's pretty crazy when you think about the fact that we go to doctors. I mean, what if you went to a mechanic who had malpractice insurance? Mal means evil. But mm-hmm. Malpractice, evil practice insurance. If you practice evilly, and do harm. In other words, we're going. You're you're protected. It's okay. We'll give you money. 
Well, God. <laughs> See, this is where mammon comes in. So now we think money has value. Money has no value, right? I could give you anything and convince you it has value. Here's a, here's a, here's a label, right? And I write ten on there. You believe you have ten? What? Dollars. What is that worth to you, right? Right. So, right, we, we've gone into this system where we don't think about these. We don't think logically and reasonably anymore. We accept as normal, just as the Bible warns, we will love what we should hate. We will hate what we should love. Yeah. It's all in there, right? Those people, those people that, uh, that like I used to do, I, I hated religion, therefore I hated the Bible. I didn't realize I could separate the two and read the Bible as a completely separate book and then apply, and then find out it's applied in in law right and it's important also to understand that the how does government and this is really important for you to understand because remember you've you've sold your soul you're in person you're you're in agency to a, a principal to a master in other words you've you've done what the bible says not to do in the first commandment take no other gods before me now go look up that word it's not, it's not talking about Zeus. It's not talking about, you know, any any etherical thing. It's talking about magistrates, judges, presidents, mm-hmm. right? So we've taken false gods, mm-hmm. right? We go to our judge, we, even the lady at the DMV that treats us so poorly because she has power over us, right? she's she's our god and we have to understand that in the meaning it was intended the intention it was intended um therefore if you take another god you're taking upon yourself another law you must right you're going against the law of nature the god's law so the, the important part is to understand how government considers uh what government considers as the term god and when it's talking about that higher power or that power that is beyond man, it is the power that it recognizes that is beyond all man-made law, period, end of story. And if you're acting in that or under that power, then suddenly the constitutional provisions are, are protecting your actions because they protect your freedom of religion. They protect your freedom of speech. But those are private rights. You don't have those in public. Under the public law, you don't have those rights. You need a permit for free speech. You need a corporation if you're going to do religion. And if you want to feed people, for God's sake, you can't. You'll get arrested. You have to have a corporation that's called a charity. And then you give money to the charity instead of actually uh, doing charitable acts. You see... Everything is in the inverse. We believe that giving money to a corporation is somehow charity. No, it's actually it's actually quite the opposite. It's it's taking yourself out of the universe, out of God's realm and law, and putting yourself into the legal and saying, well, you know, what is adversary to charity but giving money to uh basically say, well, I'm not going to act charitable. I'm going to pay for my sin of not being charitable by giving money to some charity, which then uses that money to advertise to get more money, invest some money, and the money doesn't really go towards charity at all, right? 
Right. And that's, again, this is the normalized system we've all become accustomed to. And that's what needs to change. We need to stop acting in the flattering title. We need to stop pretending we're something we're not. We need to stop pretending that, that, that donations or whatever are a form of charity. They are not. They are quite the opposite. And once we start acting, we have to be able to say, what, where does their power come from, right? Okay. So, so we say God, or we say Jehovah. Now, if you pronounce that another way, it's fine as long as we're on the same intent. Because remember, you're not respecting the name, you're respecting the meaning, the intent, the purpose. And the purpose of that is basically the universe is my, you know, the God, Jehovah is my authority. I need no other authority. Uh, And in other words, it's self-evident. I don't need permission from a government, from a man to do charitable work unless I'm in personhood, unless I'm bound by a law that doesn't allow me to do charity without getting permission first. And that's where we are. I can't help people. I can't do true charity. I can't feed people. I can't cure people because those are all terms that have been copyrighted and the medical industry, the FDA will come down on you and and take you to jail and steal all your stuff. If you use their cup, this is how messed up everything is. And why is it that way? Because we're acting in the public. We're acting on the monopoly board. We're pretending to be that little piece. We're not being ourselves. What is an act of God? You heard that term before? Absolutely. Where do you find that term? In the legal realm. Mm. Where do I find the term in the legal realm? What is an act of God? Constitution, maybe Declaration of Independence, or maybe in court. Think, think. Remember, you're you're thinking. You got to think adversely, right? You got to think like the adversary, right? So if you have an, uh, if you have something bad, you have to define it with something good, right? You can't really show the bad unless you show the good, mm-hmm. right? You you can't show the light, can't show the darkness unless you first know what it is to have light on something, right? So in insurance. Oh, nah. See now you you're like oh yeah an act. Of, oh, this uh, sorry, this is not covered. This yes. is an act of God. It's therefore not covered because man didn't do it. Okay, it's a higher power. It's yes. a higher authority. Man could not have avoided it. And what's important about that is that lets you know that government recognizes God. It recognizes a higher power. It says in the Declaration, it says in the Constitution that this thing is built upon the notion that there is a supreme power, supreme meaning higher than, right? Higher than the state, higher than. um, So when you look up the legal definition of an act of God, it simply translates to an an act of nature. Okay, so while I don't want people to think God is nature or that, you know, creation is God, there, it's important to understand that the, this term, YHVH, back since the inception of the, con, you know, before the Bible, 
was a term that specifically meant self-existence, self-evident, not something created or done by man. And if you can just remember that very important distinction, you, you can really understand 90% of the law. Is it man-made or is it of God? And then you apply, yourself, apply that to you. Knowing that government recognizes a power that is much, that is supremely, meaning can't be, can't be, you know, you can't, there's no exceptions. It's supremely higher than all things. The question I have for you is, and when you go in front of a judge, what are you an act of? Well, I'm a, Active, I would think my, my active God, but living in this or by this legal law, which then why are you in? Then why are you in my court? This is a legal setting. Only fictions exist here. Only man-made things exist here. Why are you in my damn court? Because there's no God said, in here, right? But you said I I violated one of your legal laws. Sure, because you're acting in my person. You're acting as my slave. Therefore, I'm administrating you. Just like an employer would administrate an employee when he breaks one of the rules I've set out in my corporation, government is nothing more and less than a corporation. It's a municipal corporation called Washington, D.C., and its jurisdiction extends. You don't have any constitutional courts because you're not acting under the Constitution because you're not acting as a man or, therefore, an act of God. You're not acting privately. You're acting in the public, under the public law. Everything you do is in person. That's why you're in my court. And that's why I'm here to administrate your actions, charge you a fee, extort, you know, do everything I can that's allowed. And see, what people don't understand is you go to U.S. Code, you can pull it up if you want, Title 42, Section 1981. It has to do with equal rights. And it says you have the right as a U.S. citizen, you have the right to be put in pain, punished, taxed, licensed, and extorted or exacted. Mm. Those are your rights. Now, as a man of God, those are not your rights. But as right. a but if you're acting in the person or the status of a United States citizen, those are your rights. Mm-hmm. You see the difference. So when you come to my court and you say I'm a man of God, well, then you shouldn't be in my court because nothing of God is in my court. I don't recognize God in this court. I am God. I am the judge. Now, if you go back to the older papers, hundred years ago, you're going to find that when people, when men went to court in person, they said, whereas today we say I'm going to plea or plead to the judge. Okay. What they said back then, because they had this understanding, and it's written, and you can find it all over the place is we're going to pray, not plea, but pray to the God of the court. Really? Wow. Because it was understood that that's what God meant. Now, today, thanks to the dispensationalism, thanks to the prosperity preaching, you know, all this stuff, we've lost these these meanings. We don't, you know, the church doesn't teach this because the church and state are married. They might be separated, but, but separated, yeah, they're not annulled. They're they're still, you know, one <laughs> one forgives the other, and then therefore 
no one is ever to blame. Um, so yeah, you know, you would not go to court if you were private because you have no person that can be someone. When you go to court, what happens? You appear. Right. Well, wait a minute. Was I, I mean, what does that mean? I appear in person. What does that mean? Well, it means that the person doesn't exist without you saying I am the person. See, when you go to court, the judge calls for one of two things. The person, and we're foolish enough and dumb enough, don't know the legal law. Right? We we're under a law that we don't know. I mean, think think how, how foolish that makes us. And there's something in the Bible about that, too. And we go, yeah, that's me. You know, Clint Richardson in the courtroom. So if the person is the fictional status in the courtroom, I'm like, yeah, right here. Right. Or they're asking for the attorney or another word for attorney is agent. So I can get up and I can hold up my birth certificate and say, yeah, I'm the agent for service process for this person. And they'll probably stop and say, okay, we're going to take you last and then dismiss the case. Cause they don't want anybody to hear that. Right. But that's somebody that happened to actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you, <laughs> if you're about to reveal trade secrets, yeah, they're, they're going to, We'll take you last, and then we'll probably dismiss the case. They like to test you, see how much you know. Um, but but when, once you say you're acting an agent, you become the attorney. Guess what? The important thing about agency is when you're acting as an agent, you can't be you can't be charged for the crime. Right? Attorney never gets charged for the murder. Right? The attorney's only representing the 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 fiction, the character. Right? So whatever crime is charged against the person is never charged against the attorney. So if you appear as an attorney or an agent for that person that you're acting in, Mm -hmm. well, then (laughs) they lose a lot of their power. They can't charge you. They can only charge. They can only charge the, the person itself. And then the agent is responsible for them. But if you, if you appear as the agent, they don't have the power over you that they do. Because once you say, I'm here, I'm the person, or once you say, I have an attorney, you've lost all rights. You've, you've already lost. You might as well just kick back and you don't even need to say anything because they're going to say it for you. That's the problem with this situation we're in because we're in what they call the administrative state. There's hundreds of books you can get explaining the administrative state. And it's really just as simple as understanding the employer employee relationship, right? You don't go to your employer at Walmart and say, yo, I have constitutional rights, man. I'm, I'm not going to wear a shirt. I don't care what your policy is. I'm not going to wear a shirt and I'm not going to wear your stupid name. No, you're an employee. The employee is an agent of the principal. The principal says what the, what the, what the agent will do What the employee, you know, otherwise you're fired. But in this case, you have, you have different types of rights. You get put in jail, you get fined, you get punished, you get taxed, you get licensed, you get extorted, right? Those are your rights. When you go to court, when you appear like a fool, like the Bible says in person, when you break every single chapter again, says, do not respect persons. So, you know, we're, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's an amazing, it's an amazing discovery. It's an amazing feeling to go back and forth. And that's what I tried to do in my book is 
go back and forth between the Bible and the legal law and see that in every case it's opposed. We're not acting, we're not following the example of Christ, we're worshiping Christ as an idol. Right. And that's a big problem. Right. Because, okay. because it's that idolatry that gets <clears throat> us, it puts us in this trouble. So that would 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 bring us back to the notion of privacy versus versus public law. And that's I wanted to establish all this because I want to make sure that people understand this system that we're in, this constitution, this declaration, all the prop, you know, all the founding documents. They're very clear in their in all of the talks and all the papers that they wrote. Uh, the, the Confederate, eh, what are they called? Those <laughs> I can't think of the name right now. Sorry, but all the all the all when when they got together and they all wrote their their memoirs and their documents to explain why they did what they did in the Constitution, etc. And you know, there's a lot of quotes out there where they say, "Look." Uh, this this was founded to be a, a, a we're it's like a grand experiment where men are allowed to govern themselves privately without any superior law and with the exception that their actions are not considered an evil toward either the state or god basically right and this is where when you go online and you understand what I'm about to tell you, you're going to find all kinds of corrupt things. And some of them might be, you know, some of them might, might, might appease you. Um, my goal is to make sure that people remember that those types of, of what we call private associations mm-hmm. are, are being tolerated. They're, 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 they're not, what was intended, I guess is the point. And eventually I heard just offhand um, a report that was being read and the greatest threat to the United States. Now remember when we say the United States, we're talking Washington, D.C. We're talking about that that city state, just like uh, Rome and just like the city of London, right? We're talking right. about this thing that is completely foreign to the state, completely its own corporate structure, completely its own jurisdiction, absolutely outside of, the, you know, it's, it's basically a self-running illegitimate machine. And we're all part of, we've, we've all been tricked through the birth certificate to become a, a member or a person of, right? So... Its greatest threat is about is what I'm about to tell you, okay. according to, according to its economic threats. Not necessarily, you know. I don't think they're worried about armies being raised or anything like that. But economically, the greatest threat to the United States is privacy. Okay, is men stopping th- this? system this matrix that's been put on them getting out of it and instead of acting under public law acting under private law in other words all these people who found all these cures all these people who are who are trying to 
sell you good things that will actually help you. And the FDA is coming in and saying, no, 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 no. Well, eventually they're going to, this is going to get out. And that's my goal right now is to get it out in the proper way. Because I don't want people to fall into sin, essentially, and and use it in a way that it will bite them on their ass 10 years from now or 20 years from now. Because remember, you, you the the exception is that if you have if you're if you're committing some evil according to the state according to the Bible, then you won't be considered to be acting legitimately. You won't be standing in honor, right? And they will not recognize your privacy, and they will say you're acting against the public good. And that's the exception to what I'm about to tell you. Okay. All right. So. If I'm a doctor, I'm a healer. A doctor, again, is a flattering title. It's a title that's owned by the government. And if you mm-hmm. claim to be a doctor without a license, you're going to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if I say I'm a healer? What if I don't call myself anything at all because I don't need, and the Bible tells me not, to use flattering titles? What then? Do I need permission? Mm-hmm. Am I practicing medicine without a license if I'm not a doctor and i don't recognize their law well as a public person yes what happens if i say well i'm not going to act in public i'm going to create a public excuse me a private membership or private medical association Hmm. pma well suddenly i'm an unincorporated group, a private acting group who has a membership of people who pay the fee. You can charge a dollar, you can charge $10,000. Again, I, you know, if you're looking for freedom, then the, the money part needs to just go away. You know, you need to start acting in charity. You need to start acting properly. Otherwise you're just going to go back into the legal system because the money exists only in the legal system. Do you have a $5 bill handy? One dollar uh, bill. Any any might. kind of cash. I might. Let me see. Might have a dollar on me. I do. I do have. I do have a five. I have a five and a single. All right. Hold that up to me in the in the face. So now you see where that seal is. I do. No other side. Over here. That's the right one. Here. Read read to me what's under that. Okay, it says Federal Reserve System, United States Federal Reserve System. Then I see this note is legal tender for all debts, public and private. <laughs> it's been there the whole time. I've been using that stupid dollar my whole life. I never noticed that. What does uh, that mean? For all debts, public and private. <sighs> So you think I can use this high dollar bill to pay for all debts that are public and private. Yes. What is a debt? A debt is whatever, you know, if I say, well, I've got the I've got dirt, I'll give it to you for a dollar. You know, your debt, you you're paying the debt. It's basically an IOU, is is what what a dollar is. It's like uh right. Right? right, last man's last man with the dollar when the when the dollar goes worthless has nothing basically because it's it's worthless right so it's it's a purely faith based instrument that uh, we call money and we the valuation is set by the banks and we 
again, we accept it as normal that everything has a, a monetary value, even though the Bible says that's mammon. You can't have priceless, the priceless, you know, existence, uh, and also something that gives it a false artificial value because, right? That's where slavery comes from, right? Well, if I ease is one of the great sins, I want to, I want to, um, I want to sit back and laugh a lecture, but to do that, I got to trick people into being, into doing the work that I would normally do. Mm. Right. So you got all these CEOs and all these guys who are making billions of dollars and their employees are, are barely able, you know, some of them, I remember Walmart people had to, had to apply for food stamps and, uh, you know, weren't making enough money to exist basically. So it's the same thing. It's, it's the, it's greed mixed with what's called, um, uh, grocery, grocery or to end gross. You know, you go to your friendly neighborhood grocery store, right? Mm-hmm. Grocery used to be a crime. Again, oh wait, we don't we don't realize all these things we accept for normal used to be criminal. Interest is criminal in the Bible. Money is criminal in the Bible. Uh, contracts, why you know oaths? You're not supposed to do any of this, right? So mm-hmm. grocery, when you when you look up the term grocery in Black's Law, used to be a crime, used to be a misdemeanor crime, and it meant to hoard all the all of one product or several products together. So that no one had um, create a monopoly and then charge high prices. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We go, we go to our friendly neighborhood grocery store <laughs> as if that's perfectly normal. As if there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with paying freaking $5 for an organic onion. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. You know, I can go to the, I can go to the local farmer's market and pay a quarter because there's several other market farmers selling the same onion. Right. So grocery was a crime, and we now accept that crime as normal. See, everything's been normalized. Uh, the adversarial or the adversarial realm of money or mammon, valuation, false valuation, has replaced the universe. Nothing in nature does not have a value in money. I don't think of, of a deer as a priceless life created by God. I don't, I don't think of men that way anymore. I don't think of any. I, don't, I put a price on everything. Yeah. Which is against the Bible. <laughs> so these are these are all the things that we have to I think understand before we can truly appreciate the power that's given by God, protected therefore by the Constitution. Now, to understand the Constitution, you just gotta know one thing. It protects God given inherent rights and nothing else. It does not create rights because your rights are inherent. They're self-evident. In other words, they are of God, right? Right. Constitution doesn't give you rights. It doesn't create a person and give it rights like the United States does. Okay. The constitution protects your right to associate, to assemble, to speak, to do, but those all have the condition of not doing evil. Okay, that's why I'm trying to nip this in the butt before we go into it, because I don't want people to use what I'm about to say for evil, or it's going to ruin it for everyone else. (laughs) And again, the the number one threat to the United States is that people start acting privately, 
and therefore no one is left to occupy the space that is this matrix, this, this legal fiction, this commerce, because everybody's acting privately. What if I opened a private membership association outside of the jurisdiction of the United States, outside of the jurisdiction of the state government, which is just basically part of the United States, municipal corporation, set up to control the public, that's us, whereas the states are private. It's very important to understand that. States mm-hmm. are private, meaning foreign from the right. United States and all other, other places, right? So what if I formed a private membership association strictly for food? Let's just use food as an example. Okay. We talked about medicine. What about food? Okay. Now, I, you know, there's been cases where places have um, uh, raw milk. Good example. You've heard people getting arrested for transporting raw milk across borders. Ridiculous. As if it's, yeah. as if it's a drug, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, that only exists in public law. Right. Police, which is another word for policy, mm-hmm. right? Policy and police, they're the same word. It's just that we've given this policy, now we've put it into the hands of thugs who, who, who you know, without really understanding the law, you know, implement the, the will of the master, right? right. So, so police can only practice public law. Yes. The FDA and other organizations of the federal corporation can only operate under public law. Not only that, but if you look at the U.S. Code and you look at everything that makes up all these organizations, they're all public law. Mm-hmm. Well, we think that that's automatic, right? We think that's like night and day. Like the public law just exists. Like we can't escape it. We can't do anything about it. We're all bound by that, and that's because we're continually acting in person in the status that they want us that that is bound by public law. Most of us don't even realize that, so that is a wake up call. You know, we don't know or understand the concept of acting in person. Acting is something you're not, and it's like renting a car. If I rent a car, whose law am I under? Because I'm the renter. I'm the least powerful position. I have to follow the law of the, not only of the person who's renting me that car, but of the government that makes the law of the land, that makes the law of the road. Right. right? What if I'm acting privately? They have no power over you. Well, I mean, you could say that, but you also have to, and this is where I'm, where I'm very cautious about revealing this after 15 years of searching for it. They can. They can stop you if you're committing some evil. Right? Okay. That's that's why, you know, yeah, I, I could open a private sex club. But how long is that gonna last, right? Before right. before someone complains or you know, it's, there's all kinds of things you could do in in the private that you should not. And that's probably more important than knowing that you can act in the private to do good things. You do not want to fall into the the very things that the Bible warns about because then you're no longer acting under God's law, which is private. Right. Right. You have to have a moral compass. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. 
And I know there are people out there that understand what that means. And I know there are psychopaths out there that could never possibly comprehend that and will use this to do bad things. And that's why I'm, like I said, I understand why private people keep their stuff private <laughs> yeah. because i don't I, you know even the founding fathers like like there's not a lot of men that want to be self-governing a lot of men enjoy their servitude right how does huxley you know we can create a system to men where men will enjoy their servitude give them drugs give them you know control give them everything that they need to enjoy their servitude. take away their responsibility let them have sex with uh you know everyone don't worry about marriage these things are coming they're they're already being forced on our kids i mean oh they are notice right yes, so yes they are. i had a conversation with my wife about that actually yesterday things are coming a lot of them are here but much more to come yeah. well where is it being implemented mm, good public question. school public yes. this public mm. uh television public internet see <laughs> public public is the adversary public is the adverse that's our problem is that once you go into the public you lose all of those guaranteed rights by the constitution you give up your god-given rights you give up god yeah. to become a person that's out of the bible right uh, and i can't stress that enough and this is why we're watching as our children are, are being turned against us we're watching as our family structure is being torn out from under us, right? The very basis of a society, which is family, is just being destroyed. I've watched my own family, you know, slowly just disintegrate. We used to have massive, massive parties in celebration of the family. It's, it's all gone now, right? Because that generation that valued that has passed. Right. And, right. and we, you know, by revealing this thing and you're one of the first people I've talked to about this because I'm 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 very cautious like I said because this good men must rise but the only way for good men to rise is to do it privately to have the law of god on your side to have that supreme power as your justification for stopping evils you can't do that while you're a slave you can't slaves have no power and when I say slave I mean person you can't, you can't be a, 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 you can't have the power and also be a subject uh, or a servant of the United States. It just doesn't work, mm -hmm. right? You can't be in God's realm and be also in this protected safe space, you know, where, where all your rights are taken away. Mm -hmm. So if you try to do private things while operating in the public, you will get in trouble. Mm -hmm. The FDA will raid you. The, you know, the, the organizations of government will accuse you of things that, that even though they're not true, because there is no truth in the legal. So again, imagine if I open a co-op, if you will, unincorporated private, where we set up our own rules. Mm -hmm. And I say, if you want to become a member, you know, it's a penny a month, a dollar a month, or whatever whatever you need to sustain that co-op. And we turn it into a free farmer's market. We share, we you know, I can grow so much food. My, my mom used to grow tomatoes. 
Mm-hmm. And she became this master cherry tomato lady. And she would, I mean, bags and bags of cherry tomatoes. And they'd go to waste or they'd have to go in the freezer unless she gave them away. Right. And so she, without even thinking about it, we'd give our cherry tomatoes to every neighbor. Mm-hmm. And they'd have cherry tomatoes coming out of their butts because we had so many. We sit out there and eat them right off the plant right we had oh, so wow. many and we only had like 10 plants but so many tomatoes that we could feed the entire neighborhood well what if what if you're growing cucumbers you got the same problem what if someone else is growing onions or someone has a whole farm and they've got all this food but instead of acting charitably because it's illegal you know, in the public, what if we formed a private association where, well, I mean, let's, uh, I'll give you another example. Costco mm-hmm. is, is a private membership association. Now, Costco follows, for the most part, the public law because it wants, it's got stock, it's got, you know, all this right. stuff. So they, they've gone the route and they gouge people with their prices. They're gross. They're a grocer. You know, they're, they're, they're a criminal organization. We just don't call it criminal anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, crap. I have to plug in my computer. <laughs> I brought okay. it down here for this. Let me see if I can do that real quick. Hold, please. Sure. Uh, all right. I'm going under. <laughs> what can I unplug? Let's see. What are these things? <laughs> Sorry about that. Oh, no worries, no worries, Clint. That's just that's just how professional I am, you know. Um so yeah, like just just imagine because remember, you're not asking permission. You're doing this privately, foreignly, from the United States, from the state. You're getting a bunch of people together who don't want to act in person, who act privately to share or you know, however you set it up, however you want to set it up. But the idea for me is to get away from the root of all evil, which is money. That's always going to bring you back into the system. It's always going to, money's always going to evoke the, the deadly sins. You can't get away from it. So what if you had this place where you could, like, you just go and you, you know, I've got all this food. It's going to go to waste unless I, and you, you give it, give it to the, the storehouse. And then whoever needs it, takes it. You take whatever you need and everybody's happy. It'd be like shopping for free, but I'd go into the produce section or whatever, and just picking what you need, not what you want, but what you need. And, uh, and you know, you're paying $5 a month just to pay for the electric bill or whatever. Does that, does that sound appealing to you? Sounds amazing. Absolutely. What if you decided you wanted to then expand and feed the hungry? Mm-hmm. And everything that's left over, you make into a soup or you make into a whatever well, that would be illegal. You can't do that. Oh, but wait a minute. What if we do it privately? Mm-hmm. Oh, what if we say, hey, if you find a penny on the street, pick it up 
And today you're going to have really good luck. Cause that's all we're going to charge you for a 10 year membership into our food locker. And you can come in here every day and eat for free because otherwise our food's going to go to waste. Now, if I work at McDonald's and I say, Hey, Look at all these Big Macs we're throwing away. Yeah, well, that's the law. We have to do it. Waste is part of the design. Waste is necessary. We must keep the people poor. We must, you know. Yeah, but if you're operating in private, imagine the beautiful things you can do, and you don't need a license. License means to be lawless. You don't need to be... um, you know, right? You don't need to ask permission. You can practice God's law in every way possible, as you're supposed to, privately, and your actions are protected by the highest court in the land, the Supreme Court, the real one, right? Your actions are protected by the Constitution for the first time in your life because you're not acting as property. You're suddenly acting as a free man. Right. Okay. Now, just as easily, you could start a smoking club, right? You, 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 you ever seen uh, hookah lounges, for instance? Yeah. See, they're all around us, these private membership associations. People acting in private, you have to join. And when you join, you know, you can go smoke your cigar, you can go smoke your whatever. Mm-hmm. And somehow you're doing it in public, and yet it's... Why aren't they getting in trouble? Why can this place, this one place out of thousands of businesses, why can they smoke? It's private. It's a private club. You can't just walk in off the street. You have to join. Right. I have a a goat farmer who figured this out a long time ago. He He has his own private association. But it's nothing, it's not incorporated, it's not something I can put a put my hand on, it's not a legal thing. He got a he's got a little shed, a little house behind, you know, his goats are here, and you can go play with the goats and everything. And then he's got this shed where you can just drive up and he makes goat milk, raw goat milk. Right? It's for all those people that are trying to sell raw milk in the public, why when you can do it in the in the in the in the private, right? So you right. go in there. And I never understood, see, again, it's right in front of me the whole time, right in front of me all this time. And I just didn't realize what was happening. The Bar Association, the uh, Boy Scouts of America, I'll talk about that in a minute. The uh, NFL, the NA, you know, all these organizations are private. Yes. They're happening all around us. They get away with weird stuff that we don't understand. I'll, I'll come back to that. The goats, right? Now, under any other circumstances, if if he were to try to sell me raw milk right out of the goat, man, they'd come in there. That FDA would come in there, shut him down, take all his goats, and uh, quickly. But he, in order to buy anything, whether it's his yogurt that he makes, right, organic, raw this, organic, raw that, anything goat milk related, mm-hmm. um. You have to sign up. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand why. I thought it was just a techni- te- technicality. You have to sign up to be a member of his association. He doesn't say that, but you do. You fill out a card. You put all your information on there. You uh, pay a $5 fee, and you're a member for life. Mm-hmm. 
And every time you buy, you, you either have to have a new card or reference your old card. No one out, no one's out there. No one, there's no cashier. There's no one running the, the little shack. It's an honor system. And honor is very important, right? Cause you couldn't do this with a bunch of crooks. You can do this with a bunch of thieves. You have to be honorable. That's my main concern is that people have lost their idea of what honor is. So I can go there. I can buy my raw goat milk and the law can't do anything about it. Now go back to your dollar. Mm -hmm. How am I using that dollar? Am I using it in the public realm under the public law or am I using it privately? Privately. What does that mean for the agencies who want to enforce their public law? What does it mean? <laughs> it means they're screwed. They can't even knock yeah. on the door legally because they have no power over good men practicing honorably private, uh, if you will, commerce. You call it commerce, I guess. Uh-huh. Right? But you you you're outside of their jurisdiction see we don't under, that, that's like that's a concept that's like saying we're outside of nature right it's, it's something we can't even imagine we can't even contemplate that there is in the same place that the jurisdiction exists that you could actually walk through it with a little shield of privacy that says oh, sorry i'm not in your jurisdiction right and these people doing this privately like you said the good men but then in my mind, these other people operating under the legal law are not good men because they're in it. They know what it's all about and they know they can't or they're not supposed to mess. with. Well, the good let's, let's take some examples because I think, I mean, I could think I sit here and think of one off the bat, off the top of my head would be the KKK. I'll bet you it's a private membership association. Yeah, I can believe it. Yeah. Right. And uh-huh. I'm not going to sit here and say they're doing good, good work, but what they are doing is associating privately. Right. And that's why I want, I want to set out the moral standards before. How about a, how about a, a, a private golf club? Mm-hmm. How about a private, um, you know, you see them in movies all the time, but you never really think about it. A private, um, a membership association that is like a country club, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? who doesn't allow women or doesn't allow black people or doesn't allow Jews or doesn't allow this or doesn't allow Masons are, are most likely a private association, right? Right. So you've got all these things and these things, you know, when I say don't allow black people, let's go back to 1776. Let's go back to a time when there were free black men, but for the most part, all white people and all black people were, were, came over here either as slaves or indentured servants, right? Some form of contractual slavery or involuntary slavery. Okay. You can imagine then that a bunch of rich, old bastard white men who all have their, their arms, their coat of arms and that they would associate amongst themselves to keep their, membership associations in their minds pure right because we have to think in that mentality we don't have we don't have to do that think in that mentality anymore but let's think about it in the context of those times right that actually makes sense 
how I'm a, I'm a, I'm a group of, of, you know, rich men. Doesn't matter what color I am. And I don't want women to be in my club because you know, I want to have my rich man's white club where I can smoke and I can, what, what, I, all that shit, right? All that old sort of way of thinking. It has a logic. It has a reason behind it considering the times. Now, in today's society, again, I think that's the type of thing that has to go out the window. You can't think that way anymore. Because you're presenting a, 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 an evil, if you will. Does that mean that you can't be discriminatory? No. See, that's the whole point of being private, is to be discriminatory. If someone's not going to follow your rules, regardless of skin color or whatever, you know, sex, all the different things you can say. Let's take the Boy Scouts of America. Yes. Perfect example. Now, one of their... One of their uh, leaders came out as openly gay. And that is against the moral standards as written in the rules of, of their private association. Right. Okay? So what did they do? You're out of here. Mm-hmm. You're not uh, portraying the image and the whatever the moral standards that we set up this. So you joined this club and then did something against the rules, right? Right. Simple, simple as that. You don't have to get political or right. Cause all this stuff that's, that's about equality and all that stuff. It's in the public, mm-hmm. right? right? Civil, civil rights. Right. So they fire the guy. They, they, they kick him out of the association. He tries to sue. Right. Remember that. What happened? He lost. Mm-hmm. Why? Private. Okay. Okay. How could he use the public to sue the private? Not happening, huh? No, his protections, his his ability to uh, claim a flattering title and, you know, whatever, don't apply in the private. And this is why this is so important. This is why if you're a, you know, my, my thought is, I'd like to have a monastery, a true monastery, a a monastic society of God-fearing men who follow the law of God and do not allow anything else in. And we have our own food supply and we have our own land, a massive amount of private land that we protect from the outside, from the public, because it's private, right? And live not as a cult, but as a free society of men who wish to practice the the true nature of the, the biblical, you know, foundation of, of law. Now, a lot of people will say, well, that sounds like a cult or it sounds like this, or it sounds like that. Meanwhile, they're all ta- saying the same thing when they talk about their planned communities or, you know, all these different things that are, that are communitarianism and all this stuff that's coming out. That's really evil, mm-hmm. but, but being sold to us as normal, right? Communism uh, can be served in, in many different flavors, right? But what we're talking about is, is, is getting away from that whole system and, and doing what we're supposed to be doing, doing what this country was, was, was purposely created, which is to protect the right of association and the right of privacy. Right. And early on, you mentioned that 
your vision of, of the monastery, right? That is um, collectively, if, if people start doing that, is, is the biggest threat, right? It's a threat that is nonviolent, I would say. In other words, okay. economic threat, meaning, economic threat, meaning men will start associating in a private capacity to where they can't be taxed. Uh-huh. Now, now that's another thing. You you still are recognizing, and this is very important, because there's a whole false movement out there. You got the sovereign citizen movements and all those kind of things. Men are not sovereign. Okay, the only way you can be sovereign is to rule over other men, over other people. So if you're if you're if you're looking for sovereignty, you're yeah, you're you're, point, yeah. you're you're going down the wrong road. Right. Okay. You must recognize the the only sovereign of the universe, right? Which I think we understand that as the highest power. And then you must recognize the sovereignty as, as created where you're drawing this, this power from you're, you're, you're practicing your God given rights, Mm -hmm. your inherent rights, self-evident rights, right? These all are terms that relate to Jehovah, Jehovah. And, you're doing so through the capacity of the constitution, the legitimate du jour government set up to protect those rights, not to give you those rights. You never say the constitution gives me the right to do anything. God gives me the right. And you have no challenge over that. And your constitution protects that. So when the FDA or any other organization of the commercial illegitimate government, the public comes along and says, you're doing something wrong. You got the Supreme Court will rule in your favor if you, you know, if you know, if you know your stuff. Now, here, <laughs> this is the, again, this is where it's such a fine line, I think. And, and there's so much more study that needs to be done on, on all our behalfs uh, before I think we really try to implement. But I think this is something that can be implemented immediately there are organizations out there one of them off the top of my head is called pro advocates pro advocates okay pro advocates seems to be the most legitimate one that i've found in other words they warn you against all the others like yeah there's a lot of out there that can help you or or cause you to do something that might get you in trouble later or you know they're just but see the problem is you pay them a $10,000 membership fee Uh, and they will then create all of this for it because they have 30 years of experience. They create the whole thing for you unincorporated. And then they, um, will go to, if the FDA comes knocking on your door or whoever, then they litigate or teach you how to be, uh, pro se and all that stuff. So there's well, it sounds good. It sounds good what they're doing, but it's almost as if it that first step is initiated under legal law by paying them that fee. So could well, that- the the that establishes your 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 intent to act in a private capacity amongst those particular people. That is the important part of all of this because whatever private association you're setting up, you set a, a, a set of of values and bylaws, mm-hmm. right? And you know, if you're a golf club, <laughs> you're not going to have much to it. But if you're really trying to be a free man under mm-hmm. the law of God and practice true religion, uh, well, you know, you're going to have to have some 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 pretty good 
bylaws. And the membership thing, you know how the Bible says sell 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 all your stuff. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, you know, I know what you're talking give about. give away your wealth. I mean, I, I would consider this almost symbolically to be a, a giving away of I have a one-time membership fee of a dollar or, you know, in this case, $10,000 because they're actually doing all the legal footwork for you to ensure that you do it properly. And then you're a lifetime member. So anytime, you know, if they specialize though in mostly medical, which is where where it gets really twisted, you know, because they're, they're constantly going to try to shut you down Unless they, unless they know that you know what you're doing, so if you have pro advocates on on their side, they're they're not gonna you know. There's there's plenty of other ones out there. If you just type in pub, pub if you just type in private membership association or private medical association, you're gonna get so much information. It's gonna kill you that you never knew this before, right? You never you never. It's, how could it be there the whole time? The but what I'm trying to advocate is that you don't just go and, you know, <laughs> start a hookah lounge, that we actually use this in the capacity that we will be therefore protected when all those types of businesses are, are how do I say it? I mean, it's great. You want to smart, start a smoking lounge with no apparent purpose or moral intent. That's great. There's nothing wrong with that. But it is purely you're you're pretty much just replacing public with private, still doing money, still doing commerce. Whereas I'm talking about because I you know freedom, true freedom is 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 money is not freedom. <laughs> money is debt. Money is a debt instrument. If you have money, you are the debtor, right? So you want to get away from all the artificial things, all the things that are not man-made, all the things that are or excuse me, all the things that are man-made, all the things that are artificial. You don't want to base your 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 thing in that because you know again you're 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 creating. Uh, how do I say this? You're you're incentivizing evil. You're gonna do something wrong, and you're gonna do something that offends the you know, the sense of the state, and they're gonna come in and they're gonna stop you because you're not acting privately anymore. You're trying to act publicly and hide it behind some tax shield and say, I'm private. This is not what it's for. And that's why I say you, you're still going to pay taxes. That's the other thing, but you're not paying the taxes that you would be charged by operating in the public. You're, you're, you're paying taxes because there is this system set up called the States United, the compact, right? Mm -hmm. Between States that has a legitimate or de jure governing structure um, that's protecting your, your right to do this. So you, you can't just say I'm, while you can claim God as your higher power, you cannot claim to be God and therefore higher than the, the, the state, as we call it. You're still recognizing the independence and sovereignty as it stands within the state. And therefore you're still under it in that capacity, but in every other capacity, you know, all the law that we're talking about that, it, you know, it then creates to entrap everybody, you're protected from that. And that's the important part. 
Okay. So, like I said, I'm I'm just I've just gotten to this point of discovery after so long, and again, I I have I'm I'm uh, hesitant and you know bewildered and uh, excited and all those different things all in one. Um, I'm not an expert at this. I'm merely you know, just, just telling you what I've learned so far. I intend to study this a lot more before I really go through with it. But it is something that if you know somebody that is trying to help people in any capacity, I think this is the key to doing it. You know, I think it's the, it's a, you know, it, it's, and I, I, going back to, going back to that notion that this is a threat to the United States. When we say United States, we're talking about the commercial corporate structure. We're not talking about the legitimate structure that's there to protect you in your privacy. We're talking about that world power, that military apparatus, right? If people start doing private things that aren't evil, very important right that are legitimate as as the country was founded then you know you don't have to raise an army you don't have to expatriate you don't have to um be violent in any way in any way way, shape or form all you have to do is act privately and act is the key word because you know you don't just don't use the Bible as a symbol. Don't, don't again, we talked about considering Jesus Christ as an idol, mm-hmm. as opposed to a teacher, an example you're supposed to follow, right? That's unfortunately where we're at. So we need to start acting the part, not just, you know, now you have a, a simple understanding and you'll take it further and you'll learn and you'll maybe join association or create your own. But that's not going to be good for you unless you're following Christ's example. And I, I, I say that because, again, the Bible is the foundation of law. The right. Bible is a foundation of our system of law. Whether you like that, admit that, or what, you know, I can show you citations where, you know, uh, in Philadelphia where the Bible was codified in the law, that kind of thing. It's, it's just, but you have to understand that it's not a religion. It's the teachings of Christ. In other words, the law of God, it's not joining a religion. It's, it's acting the part. And that's the distinction. I think that, uh, that has to be made. You have to act upright, morally with standards that are, written out in your in your association otherwise you're going to eventually i think these are going to fail so that's my sort of uh, disclosure on the subject but i i'm just starting to talk about this openly mm-hmm. uh, caveating the fact that private people remain private they don't you know i, I i'm not there um I, I don't know if i'll ever be there um, in the capacity that I want people to break out of this system, this matrix that we're in. And I, you can't do that by 
you know, <laughs> going into the private and then just never, you know, Jesus by example, didn't just go hide, you know, he's, he's over, he's turning the, 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 the tables, the, you know, turning over the tax tax man's tables and he's going okay. into dangerous situations and he's, right. he's, uh, you know, he's practicing what he's preaching. And right. I think that's the key. So uh, this, this is a, this is the, what I've been looking for for all this time. And it, um, it seems to me to be, if not the stepping stone, it seems to be the key to allowing ourselves to actually act religiously as opposed to being a slave and having a religion, you know, <laughs> and, and not being able to, not being able to practice what we preach or what we believe. So, yeah, well that's, well, I, I tell you what, a lot of a lot of my uh, ideologies and, and beliefs, et cetera, definitely align with what you've said and uh, would love to get with you offline at some point to, to maybe even go a, a bit deeper. Um, obviously, I have uh, more research to do, but I, I certainly believe what you provided up to this point is, is a good starting point for me and, and hopefully uh, many others. Um, I, I do recognize as well that it's not for everybody. Right. Um, you know, privacy. Some people well, just, just don't. There's a reason. There's a reason that prisons exist. Yeah, exactly. In the United States, the, the public jurisdiction is a prison. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, okay, you mm -hmm. want to get out of the prison. It's a prison for people who can't govern themselves. It's it's not a bad word. Even the even the even the term garden meant prison. A garden of even Eden. Right. It was a an area that was designated and protected by God. Right. It was a prison. Good, in a good way, in a good way. And once you broke the law, you're, you're out of the you're 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 out of the confines of what protects you, right? In in inverse, in the inverse, or the adversary, right? You you have the prison that keeps you from God's nature. That's what we're stuck in. Mm -hmm. So. Yes. And we have to realize that all the, the, the patriotism and the, the love of country and all that stuff that simply does not apply to the United States. It applies to the constitution, the alleged, the legitimate, uh, states United that are protecting each other in compact but it does not apply to the United States. United States takes you out of America. You're no longer an American. You're, you're a United States citizen. You see, that's the problem. We, we worship the adversary and ignore the de jure or the lawful, you know, legitimate state, which we can operate in just like your dollar bill says you can. <laughs> so, so, I mean, even that is evidence, right? Hold up your dollar bill in a court and say, well, I mean, it says I can use this privately. Mm -hmm. You're trying to enforce public law, but I'm using this privately. <laughs> <laughs> right? Is a little contradiction here. So, yeah. Um, I, I hope that... Uh, I hope this all made sense. And it's kind of a... Uh, uh, you know, that's why I wrote the books and I've been blogging and doing radio shows and all that stuff for so long. Sort of trying to teach people the true 
the, what true Christianity is, which is actually again defined um, very clearly, that it's not religion, but it's, it's the teachings of the of the Bible, the the standards, the laws, right, foundations, and you know, along the way, that's where all this was leading me was to learn the the how to stand up right, how to how to act privately, even though I couldn't find where privacy existed. <laughs> Um, or how it was recognized, I should say. Um, you know, it, it led me through all these other channels. Um, and I said, I hated the Bible. I, I wouldn't touch the Bible until I found that everything led back to the Bible in the legal realm. Because the legal the legal powers that be, even the churches, I think they're scared of the Bible, honestly. I think these organized religions are created to take you away from God to take you wow. away from nature and its law, to take you away from the Bible. Uh, yeah. you know. I've realized that myself over the last couple of years here. That's why, you know, people that listen to the Hidden Gateway, um, you know, weekly, they know that, you know, I, I was grew up I grew up in the church, right? I was, without doubt, one of those kids that was made to go to church two, three, four times a week, right? And as I've been on my journey, which I, I refer to as a spiritual journey over the last several years, um, I completely understand what you say. And why you say it. I get it. I get well, it. I'll just give you an example. Like I grew up in the Methodist church and we were a really good church. Cause we, when I say that we did a lot of outreach, a lot of organ, you know, charity and that kind of thing. And it felt good. And then there was the Sunday thing where we all went into this steeple thing and, and did all this public worship, which the Bible is against, by the way, it's like the right. Bible is actually against religion as we right. know, it. you know, it's funny, but, uh, one day after learning all this and I was writing a chapter in my book and I decided that I'd lean over to my mom. So I was there just, just, just to respect her, you know, just, just cause she made her happy that I'm there and she could get up and announce that her son was home and <laughs> right. Um, familiar. Which, which is great. I have no problem with that. You yeah, know, it's, right. it's, it's great. But at the same time I looked, I showed her in cause we, we have this, ritual in in the methodist church and i'm sure it's a ritual in most churches where you read where you stand up and you say out loud the lord's prayer Mm -hmm. our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name right the problem is and that's written in the bible the lord's prayer Mm -hmm. problem is no one read that's about I think it's Mark or Matthew nine, right? It's, it's the, it's the ninth uh, chapter or the ninth uh, uh, verse. What about the eight verses before it where the Lord's prayer, right? You got instructions on how you should be saying the Lord's prayer. So I showed her those instructions and it said, never ever do as the Pharisees or the hypocrites would do. Never speak this prayer in public. Never chant a prayer. Wow. And when you pray this prayer, go into a closet to have privacy. Mm -hmm. Never do it. Never do it as the Pharisees do it. In other words, never do it as, say, Bill Gates would do it, where, where he'd go to church and he'd say a public prayer and, you know, maybe 
maybe be in the front and maybe wear a costume to show that he's a good Christian man. Meanwhile, he's, you know, depopulating the world. Um, oh man, and, we, we got to get into that before we, before we leave. <laughs> that, that was actually one of my questions. Well, I'm we, sorry. Could, <laughs> we could do another show if you want to on that subject. <laughs> that is a different subject, but, and you know, might want to, might not a might not want to mix terms of that particular subject with this one because they get you censored. Um, but oh. you know, the, the, the hypocrite will go into the church and he will sit with the priest and at dinner and he will act the part of the public Christian, the, the flattering title with no meaning behind it, right? No intent oh. behind it. And that's what the Bible says not to do. It says, just go into the closet and play, pray this privately between yourself in other words meditate and you know say this prayer and here we are in church doing what the bible is expressly forbids and that's just one example it's one example of many things that you do this cult-like repetition of a prayer it has no substance to it you know half the time you're not even thinking about what you're saying it's so rote right you're not you're not you're not focusing on the words. You just, you're fulfilling an artificial duty to the church instead of to God, basically. Mm -hmm. And that's, and that's our whole problem. And I showed that to her and she just smiled and, uh, (laughs) you know, she's so happy in her church and I don't blame her. She's got great friends there and they do a lot of outreach. They've got a, a food closet now and they feed the hungry and they do as much as they can. And, it's a special church. Yeah, I wouldn't say that about most churches, you know. And um, so, you know, I won't say it's forgivable, but it's <laughs> understandable. You know, it's it's understandable that she would. What's she going to do? Protest? I'm not saying this. You know, it's 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 what it is. You know, but I think that in order to without judgment on anybody for that type of behavior, that type of hypocrisy. Cause I really, I showed my mom the definition of hypocrisy and she followed through with it. Oh. Right. That's, that's, that's a pretty huge thing when you think about it, right? You're not following the Bible. You're following the, the doctrine of the church. Whereas the Bible says, take no other doctrine or law. Mm-hmm. Doctrine is law, right? Take no other law. And we're all under the legal system. Oh, um, that kind of hypocrisy is, is <laughs> well, uh, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. Because I look up all the words and I want to know what words actually mean as opposed to how we use them. Right. You a fan of the Matrix movie? Oh, love the Matrix. Absolutely. All right. Well, it's a simulation, right? Right. What does simulation mean? So what does simulation mean? Something... <laughs> Uh, let me do this. Don't cheat. <laughs> oh, I want to cheat. I want to cheat because I want to. I want. There we go. Imitation of simulation. Imitation of a situation or process. The act of pretending, deception, the production of a computer model or something, especially for purposes of study. So we're gonna. You look at the look in the older dictionaries has one meaning. It's hypocrisy. Okay. Okay. So now let's think about the matrix. Now, if you look at the original Matrix script, 
the producers wouldn't let the original go through. So they had to create this, this secondary story where people are born into it, right? You plucked from a tree to put into a pod and dad, you, you're just born. And you just, there's no choice in the matter. Well, that's not what the original script, the original script was that this is just a virtual reality and we voluntarily plugged into it. Yes. Voluntarily. So voluntarily. The, word, the word simulator is again, a hypocrite. So we're in the, as legal citizens that, vo- that voluntarily operate in this private, in this public thing that we're talking about, this persona, this mask in the Latin pers- person means mask this deception where we're, we're forgiven by the state for not following God's law. And then the state and then the church forgives the state and everything's happy. Right. Um, we're, we're practicing a, a protected hypocrisy, a protected idolatry. We're practicing hypocrisy. We are simulators. And the only difference I think between saying a simulator and a hypocrite, if you want to take it on a scale is that you, you either know that you're a hypocrite or you don't, if you don't know, then you're really simulating. But if you know God's law, if you know that in 30 different places, it says, do not respect persons. And yet that's your whole life is the respect of persons, corporations, everything else. You know that that is the law of God. You know that is the root of all evil is money, and you still use it. You you do all these things, then how can you say that you're not a simulator? You're not a hypocrite, right? Now I can I can I can claim ignorance, well, but there's a problem because the maxims of law, both in legal and in the Bible, say ignorance is no excuse. Okay, so that's out the window. Can't that's do that. Gone. So right. it does you no good to claim ignorance of the law because you're <laughs> you're acting in person. The person is under the law, therefore you're supposed to know the law. If you call yourself a Christian, well, what's the difference? You're saying I'm a person, basically, of God. Well, the problem is you're ignorant of God's law, or you're a hypocrite because you're not following it because you're in the legal realm. You're in the public. So. The concept of a simulation, and I think it's important to to distinguish, is that, you know, as they say, there is no spoon, right? Mm-hmm. Well, wait a minute. There's no child either. There's no room. There's no matrix. What is the matrix built on? What is the matrix? He said it in the movie. Words, symbols. Mm-mm. That which is created by man, Mm-mm. which when translated or simulated becomes, you know, so you've got to understand that the source of all simulation, the source of all hypocrisy comes from here. Now, <laughs> yes. now, now just yes. because, just yes. because I offer you a virtual reality to practice your hypocrisy, you cannot blame the virtual reality. In the original script, people volunteered to plug into the virtual reality because they hated their freaking lives. Because, right, the legal realm kind of makes things miserable. Mm -hmm. Like we're expected to harm each other in the legal realm. So, you, you, you know, why do people play video games? Why do people put, play puzzles all day? Why do people distract themselves with meaningless stuff? It's because, they're simulating. They're 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 trying some form of escapism. 
So no matter what it is, no matter how realistic that is, it has to pass through here mm-hmm. before it's, you know, it has, this is the source. That's the so source. This is the, this is the source. Now that you have to be able to separate that. Right. Right. Well, and see, this is the part where it gets tough for, for the, because the church has created certain things that have really tricked people into, they've created Christ as a superhero. Yeah. He's going to come back and rescue us all. Right. Right. Now, without of trying to offend anybody, that's not what the Bible says. Okay. Gotta understand well, I'm glad you're going here, Clint. I'm glad you're going here. And I had another question. I saw an interview you did not too long ago. It, it may have been a year or two ago where you, 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 uh, you, you talked about the rapture as well. And I want you to, I want you to touch on that if you would, please. Yeah. These things aren't, again, they're not in the Bible. And right. that's very important because what the Bible is trying to do is give you power. The return of Christ, return being an ancient term that's been translated into the word return uh, for the purposes of misleading people. Um, If you think about Christ, Jesus Christ, uh, in the Bible, it means Jehovah is salvation. Okay. Christ is logos or the law of God, the law of nature personified in a character in the Bible, right? So you, you, instead of idolizing that character over and over in the Bible, it says, be Christ-like, be, you know, Christ is in you. God is in you. You are part of Jehovah. You are part of self-existence. You're either acting the part as an act of God or you're not. So when it says the return of Christ, it's actually saying the return of law, the return of the law of God as practiced by men, because the law of God has no power over evil men until good men return in the form of Christ in the not, you know, again, it's, 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 you have to, you have to really get into the metaphor, the aphorisms, the, the allegory. It does you no good to consider the Bible as a history because whether it is or is not, it's something that's meant to invoke you into action. The return of Christ is when you start acting Christ-like. That is the manifestation. That's the manifestation. I like that. Now, the Bible promises the return of Christ, right? So we've been talking about how this legal law has been ruling this world, right? So is it safe to say that that change will come where Christ returns, not in what we been, have been programmed? If it, if it comes in you, if, okay. it, if it comes in you and it comes in me and it comes in the form that men begin practicing what they, what they preach mm-hmm. or, or stop calling yourselves – you know, the, the word Christian, for instance, is used in the Bible like three times, and it's an insult. It's, it's actually a way of calling someone a hypocrisy. There goes the Christians. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not a good word in the Bible. Um, unless you're a disciple of Christ, it's not a good word. It's a way of saying you're a hypocrite because you're calling yourself by a flattering title, and the Bible says not to call yourself in the flattering title. Right, and a flattering title means you're calling yourself something you're not. I mean, (laughs) a president, a mayor, a judge, an employee, 
right? To the word employ means to use. Do you want to be used? You know, it, it, it's, it's fascinating because, like I said, all this stuff has been normalized. All the evils that are that the Bible exposes and tells you not to participate in have been normalized into society, into legal society. So when the return of Christ happens, it's because men start acting Christ-like. That's the, that's the point of the, of the concept. The rapture was created in the, I want to say the late 1700s or the early 1800s by the, the, there's all kinds of videos on this that you can watch. They're much better sources for this particular concept, but, uh, you know, these, uh, prosperity preaching and all this stuff that, uh, promotes the legal realm and promotes, um, well, if you go to the Puritans, the Puritans, when you study their religious beliefs, which were not biblical, um, they, I suppose you could, I, I, I want to say you could attribute this to the Jewish culture as well, but you, you do everything in this life to empower the next. You collect wealth and you can harm people. Um, you can do all kinds of things to, 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 you're not concerned with this life. You're only concerned with what is called the afterlife, the, the next life. And that's an ancient Babylonian religion. That's Babylon, right? right? And so that has also gotten, that is not in the Bible, the afterlife. You won't find that term in the Bible. You'll find heaven and hell. And I, you know, I would, I would submit that nature is heaven untouched and that the legal system is hell. You know, hell, hell is a nickname they used for the prisons under the executor, which is the tax collecting arm of the, of the government, of the king, basically. So the tax prison, the debt prisons, well, what is the United States, but an open air debtors prison. We're debtors. Right? Right. Same thing as saying you're an employee or a, you know, whatever. You're, we're debtors. This is an open-air jurisdiction where instead of being enslaved and forced to work a certain job, you get to choose which slave job you want to work. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. It's, it's, uh, in fact, Horace Greeley uh, said as much. He said, you know, we've, we've given up private slavery and made it public so that now you, you didn't raise – the, you didn't raise the class of the, as they said, Negro. You lowered the class of those who could be indentured to an equal state of servitude, and you called it the 13th and 14th Amendment. Mm -hmm. Right? See, that's the problem, man. Black, white, whatever, we're, we're not against each other. We're all the same victims. We just have different statuses of slavery. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And it's unfortunate that people don't recognize that. And well, we, and I'm kind of getting off on a, another another journey or road here, but obviously things have been put in put into place for us to believe the exact opposite of what you said, right? Well, like, and and that's important because if you really look at the origin of racism, there's no such thing as racism. It's a fairly new term. There was mm -hmm. race. Now, race means family. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with race. Mm -hmm. But if you 
want to destroy family values. You want to destroy the, you know, even the recognition of the difference between cultures and races, right. To the point where it's detrimental, where I can't even recognize that you might have a special, uh, you know, if I'm a doctor and I say, well, you're, you know, you might have sickle cell anemia or you might have something that white people don't get, or Jews have their own special diseases. White people have their own, right. Um, it gets to the point where it gets kind of ridiculous, you know, where you're ignoring nature itself, right? We're yeah. created this way, right? So there's uh, only one form of racism that is true racism. And we are tricked into hating each other mm-hmm. instead of the true form of racism, which is the royal family. The royal family. There is only one group of people who, when I die, the country goes to my son. Mm. Right? That's racism. That is the most nepotistic thing I've ever heard, right? And you find that in Congress. You find that all the presidents are, of course, descendants of the kings of England and everything. That's how they – I mean, technically, the United States is a corporation – Washington DC is how they came back, how England or the, the, the Royal family came back into power. You look at all the, I mean, even Obama is technically one generation black. His, his, his mother's white and she's part of the Royal family. I heard you talk about this on a, on a different podcast. Yes. So they fool you and say, it's the, you know, the first, first black president. Well, no, actually white means pure blood. Pure blood. Actually, he's actually a white president, but, has dark skin color. If you look at the legal version of the term, the black just means to them, the ultimate racists, which are the Royal families. And you know, Africa has Royal families, right? Uh, uh, Thailand has Royal family, right? Eugenics is not a white thing. Eugenics was in all cultures. Right. So, um, you have to you have to realize that the ultimate racists are ruling us and then tricking us into believing that each of us are the are are racists. Oh, what yeah. that really means is they're destroying race, they're destroying family. Mm-hmm. I can't stress that enough. They're destroying cu- the cultural significance and importance of of the family. And we're doing it on so many levels. So many levels. Right. Insane. I, it is, and it's. I, I I'm shocked, but it's also what I found out, and I meant to. I keep meaning to write an article on this. It's the foundation of implementing communism, mm-hmm. right? Because the state becomes your family, mm-hmm. right? Corporation and family mean the same thing in the legal art. So they want your family to be the state. They want. <laughs> We'll take care of you. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how you implement, and that is how they implemented communism in other countries, yeah. was to create this false sense of racism. If you look up racism in entomology, you know, you'll find references that are pretty shocking that, uh, you know, that's what it points to. Is this is just the implementation of communism in a, in, a, in a way that you don't recognize it, and you're so busy hating each other that you don't recognize your you're being subsumed by the ultimate racist families of the world. 
So, which we still, you know, for for some godforsaken reason, we still respect the crown. We still respect, you know, I, I don't, I don't get it, but I, you know, I think it's just like anything else. We're so dumbed down that things we should hate, we love. Mm-hmm. You know, wow, man, this is exactly what I expected uh, during this interview today, man. You've. Uh... Or without doubt, a wealth of information. I, I certainly appreciate you spreading uh, what I what I think of as light uh, to to the Hidden Gateway audience. Um, you well, have to you come know, back. Like, oh, I'm going to send you a link. Okay, and I want you to share that link. Put it put it in the video or whatever, and then you know just start looking to private membership associations. And like I said, you're going to find a lot of weird stuff out there. Um, almost cult-like stuff. Um, and it might, it might feel appealing. It might even be, you know, some of them are racially more racially oriented, um, whether it's white, black or whatever. Um, that's the kind of stuff I, I want to really stay. I want people to realize, you know, it, it can't happen that way. It can't, um, a good man, a God-faring man appears in all colors, all forms, all shapes, and all sizes. You can't, you know, it's just not going to, the point is, don't rush into this, study this, find, find, try to, try to use it in a biblical fashion. That's all I can really, you know, say is if you want to be free, truly free, and, you know, I'm convinced that most men don't. But for those of us that do and are willing to, to make the sacrifices and, and be God-fearing men and be Christ-like mm-hmm. um, and hopefully inherit the, inherit, the wor- inherit the earth, right? Not the world because the world is, is man's world, but oh. the earth, right? The, the, the prepared shall, the meek shall inherit the earth. If you want to be the inheritors of the earth, it's not going to happen while you're in a position of public persona where you have no right of inheritance. <laughs> That's all I can say. So yeah, study, uh, you know, keep in touch. We're, we're forming some groups right now of, of a lot of people like myself who've been looking for this for quite some time and have gone through all the schemes and all the gurus who claim they know, this this is the first time I've come across something that I know is already Im- implemented. It's already legitimate. It's already happening all around us. We just have to figure out how to, we can use it to be the the men we want to be. I guess the Christ Christ like men we want to be. Otherwise, we're just going to be, you know, public persons flattering flattering ourselves with titles and being hypocrites as we always have. Talk, 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 talk. Well, it's time to act because to things act. are looking bad right now. That's what so. I'm talking about, man. Time to act. You know, making a change. There's no better time to make a change than now. At least start making a change. Initiation, initiating that change. That's for sure. Yeah. If you want to, uh, if you want to speak towards the the other, the, my other area of 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 stuff, um, mm. the co- the COVID stuff and all that. Um, probably better to do it another show, yeah, and, and prepare for it to be. <laughs> yeah, and I, 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 take you up. I definitely want to do that, and I'm going to take you up on that. I would love to be able to do that sooner than later. I have have several questions 
uh, for you on that. Uh, but this is this has been nothing been nothing short of amazing. Again, you're a wealth of information, and I, I, I truly hope and I, I know that your your words, thoughts, beliefs, ideologies have benefited uh, many uh, Hidden Gateway listeners. So um, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Um, can you can you tell our audience where they can find you? Uh, obviously, you know, you, you have the book. And, and by the way, no charge for, for any of your your works, uh, which is which is amazing. That tells me right off the bat that your heart, and your intentions are in the right place. So. So, again, thank you. Uh, but uh, can you share your website, how they can get your book? You can yeah, I'll, uh, again, I'll send you I'll send you the links, too, because, you know, I'm not that <laughs> when you're not selling anything, you're not careful like, you know, to make sure that everything connects and everything. So I've got all these websites that kind of, and then they just kind of go nowhere and they're not connected. But, uh, my main blog, which is, you know, if I'm going to update something, I'll usually put it on there is uh, reality blogger with one G. So reality blogger.wordpress.com. Okay. If you want to download the first book, it's, uh, strawmanstory.info. Um, my radio shows that I've done for years and I'll, again, I'll send you this link cause it's, but it's a corporation nation radio archives.wordpress.com. And then my most recent shows over the last few years, uh, I call it red pill Sunday school. And yes. that is the channel that it appears on YouTube. So red pill Sunday school is the channel on YouTube and on BitChute. YouTube, unfortunately, has been censoring just shows like this, you know, where you're not even, <laughs> but anything to do with the, the whole other subjects we're talking about, uh, my documentary was taken down for copyright first time, you know, first time that's happened. Um, but there's two documentaries that are both very long because I'm trying to teach a master class on this subject. Um, one is called wagging the dog, the story behind the story of COVID-19. And when you see it, you will have no doubt what, what happened. Um, because they, the scientists who actually created it are telling you what happened. Um, and that's pretty, you know, pretty, pretty rare to have that type of evidence amongst all the Patriot and truth movement, you know, crap that you hear to hear it from the actual scientists. And then I'm working on part two of that, which is just that them, them talking about it. And they're basically, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> they're basically weighing the risk analysis of, of creating the worst possible diseases and pandemics ever. You know, should we create something that's uh, going to wipe out the entire human race? Eh, you know, is there a risk benefit analysis we can put on that? And they actually get together and talk about it and how they do it. So that's the documentary that strangely enough is not taken down from YouTube, but then I transferred everything over to BitChute. So if you find the red pill Sunday school channel on both of those, um, and yeah, I think uh, the BitChute is now my main one because I'm tired of getting censored. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And, you know, they're downloadable. You don't have to watch it. You don't have to stream it. You can download the links are in there. And the book is downloadable. Um, I did print some books. And that's the only time I ever say, well, you know, uh, donations cover my costs. And whatever extra you want to give is just to, to help me function. Right. And uh, continue to provide free works, basically. And then there's two other books that are... 
one is Red Pill Sunday School season two, and then one is on my blog. So you can just contact me. And if I was more organized, this all this would be much easier to find. And if I was if I was charging money for it, it would certainly be more organized, I guess. But all good. Well, we'll definitely make sure that the listeners of the Hidden Gateway podcast are, are able to find you. And I, I tell you what, I just want to let everyone know, and correct me if I'm wrong, Clint, I mean, your book is over a thousand pages, yes? Yes, and that's because I, without understanding it at the time, you know, it, it says right on the cover, this is a private work. Mm-hmm. I understood the concept of private. I just didn't know how to really do it. So I decided I was going to do it, and I, and I didn't you know, you can't get this on Amazon. It's it's not approved by church and state. It doesn't have a number. It's not, it doesn't exist. I mean, it, mm-hmm. technically my book doesn't exist in the legal world, <laughs> which I, which I, which I find comforting in. in yeah. Support. I was going to say, man, that's, that's something um, I feel good about, man. It's good. Right. Right. And I don't think I, you know, I've, I've considered printing just, just to make stuff permanent. Cause I think they're going in and changing some of my past writings. <sighs> which really pisses me off. But, um, I, uh, what was, sorry, the question. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I was just, I was saying that it's over a thousand pages. Oh, okay. Yeah. The the reason that, that it's a thousand pages and the reason you can't find it on Amazon and it's all explained in the book actually, because I was trying to really express privacy. You know what? This is private work. You can only get it from me. It's, It's not, there's no copyright on it, but it's, property of God and all that stuff. So, um, it's, it's, it's that long because I took both Bible definitions or concordance, you know, lexicons, uh, Bible dictionaries, and I took legal definitions and put them together. See how okay. they clash, right? Right. And of course, it's like uh, it's like it's like good versus evil. It's like oil and water, man. They're just right. you can't put them together. Uh, but when you do, you completely understand how this system is set up. So I copied the definitions, highlighted the important parts of the definitions from several different legal dictionaries and from the King James Bible and all the because con- the concordances are made for the King James. King James is considered part of the common law not the other versions and that's why it's important to go to the king james because remember we're talking about a book of law um and how it affects the common law system so uh the reason it's so long is not just my diatribe and my rhetoric but whenever i talk about something i define the term and what you're going to find is you did not know that these words mean what they mean everything that you think about the legal system is pretty much inverted. It's, it's not what you think. Right. And that's why the Bible warns against it because it's, it's, it's adversarial to reality. It's adversarial to truth in every possible way. And that is our system. That is our life revolves around a constant upkeep of this giant lie. We call the legal realm and you don't see it until you compare the Bible you know, the, the law of nature, the law of reality, the law of truth, law of God to the fiction that's designed to take you away from it. And it's amazing. And, you know, it makes for a very long, detailed uh, book. <laughs> so it's, it's almost like getting a dictionary or a partial dictionary um, and then 
explaining the dictionary. You know, it's, it's what what I what I explain in the book is that you you've got you've got the the legal realm, and you've got the the Bible and the and the, the natural realm, and with the Bible you have the story, right? All these words that make up a story, but what you don't know are the meanings of the words. You don't have the dictionaries. Usually, you don't think I'm going to look up that word because you think you know what the words of the Bible mean. Even they go back, they go back to the Greek and the Chaldean and the Hebrew and the which had completely different meanings and they've been mistranslated and mistrans. But if you go to the original source, the original language, they mean something completely different than what you think they do in English. So you have the story without the dictionary. Over here, where we exist, you have the the dictionaries. But no story. No one's ever told you what it is to be in the legal realm. No one's ever told you what it is to be in the matrix. Because most most part, people don't know they're in the matrix. Right. We don't yeah. know we're in a person appearing in a person and doing all this. We don't understand what it means to give someone our identification or say I I am here. You know, when someone calls our name, uh-huh. right? We don't understand that and that it's against the Bible. So you have the dictionaries without the story. So a story without the dictionaries and the dictionaries without a story. My intent was to give you the dictionary over here and the story, or which is why it's called the the, the real story of your artificial person, mm-hmm. right? Straw man. So right. now you have the story of the legal realm and the dictionary behind the Bible. And suddenly everything makes sense. Everything clicks. Wow. Well, hey, over a thousand pages again. Um, just for you to make that available free of charge. I mean, obviously a lot of time and energy was put into that. Um, you, you, again, your heart, as far as I'm concerned, is in the right, is in the right place. So uh, thank you. Thank you much for that. Um, one last thing, question for you. What I like to do uh, near the end of every episode of the Hidden Gateway podcast, I ask each and every one, each and every guest, I should say, to leave our audience with a um, token of love, just uh, a few words that uh, the audience can take with them going forward. Well, I, I'm sure a lot of people, when 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 given that question, would just you know maybe offer out a quote or some some something that's mindless or that sounds good, you know. So I'm pausing <laughs> to hey, actually hey, consider. Hey, hey, that's some that's a that's a that's a real request. You know, that's not something you take lightly, right? It's not something you just, uh, so, I mean, the, the best thing I can say is, is to just quote the Bible, mm. I think. And, and it's that you are part of God. God is truth right from the Bible and the truth will set you free. Wow. Yes. So unless you're acting in truth, unless you're not being hypocritical, unless you're, unless you are acting in the private, unless you are able to even declare the power of God behind you, you're not in truth and you're not being or acting as you should. And so I'm not going to, I'm not going to, tell you what to do but i can tell you that until until those three things are 
met until your mind, your body, and your spirit are on the same page. When your body does the same thing as your mind, because your mind is controlled by your spirit. Whereas in the legal realm, to incorporate something is to take away the spirit, take away the moral compass until your moral compass drives your mind and your mind then drives your body. In other words, until you're acting in truth, right? God is truth and the truth will set you free. It's a riddle. It's a simple riddle, yes. but it's probably the hardest riddle you will ever try to solve on a personal level. Probably the hardest thing you'll ever try to do is to live in truth to speak truth at all times in a world that is designed to force you to live a lie and to speak lies at every turn. So you want to, you want to, you want to, you want to start to make a difference. Stop lying. Mm. Stop telling lies about yourself because we lie about ourselves probably more than anything else. Mm. Stop. Just, just be truth. Be godlike. Be Christ-like. It's the only thing that's going to matter in the days that are coming that's fire man thank you brother for that appreciate that 1000 percent. and again i want to thank you for being on the hidden gateway podcast um again nothing sort of amazing I, I appreciate you thank you so much and to our audience we really hope you enjoyed this episode of the hidden gateway podcast as always stay connected with us directly through hiddengateway.com you can also join the discussion on twitter as well as instagram and of course if you'd like to speak with us you can reach us at support at the hiddengateway.com and as always thank you for pushing your mindset towards a better reality and don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube, Instagram, BitChute, all the major podcast platforms to stay up to date. Now, this concludes this week's episode. Until next time, stay positive, stay questioning, be love, and be free. The Hidden Gateway, out. Take care, guys.